And welcome back to Drive Time with Ali B. You're listening to Radio 69. No, I'm just bullshitting. I'm just... (laughs) Yes, I am a child who always wanted her own radio show. Anyway, that's not what you're here for. It's not what you're here for. So listen, a podcast about automatic mouth, as I said, it's about, you know, the things that we say that we're not even thinking about consciously and what's really going on underneath. So I wanted to talk about something that's been coming up a lot in this past week or so, you know, with um, various conversations I've had and clients and, and the like. And that is about an extension um, <clears throat> to the word but. So I teach uh, in, I've got a, an online course called NLP Me, or NLP Made Easy. And in there I talk about language magic and how certain words, you know, change the meaning of what we're attempting to say. Now, one of those words is the word but. The but's a disconnector. So it separates the sentence uh, which it's in. Um, and, And basically what it's doing is it negates everything that is said before it. Now, we actually get this concept, don't we? Because <clears throat> there's a bit of, excuse me, I've got a frog in my throat. We, there's a bit of a, you know, a joke, I suppose, uh, or a, a feeling that a lot of people have when someone says, well, I'm not racist, but, or I'm not sexist, but, you know, when someone says that, it, we already have an idea that what we're about to hear after the but is actually what they consider to be important, more important than what they said before it, right? So do you see, if we sort of dig a little bit deeper on that word, it's so divisive in our language and it, it unconsciously we are putting our emotions, feelings, beliefs into good or bad, right or wrong. And we do it a lot, don't we? You think of sayings like do or die. It's one or the other. And so if we're striving to live in this world where there are, you know, infinite possibilities, where there's multi-track understanding as opposed to just black and white, if we want to embrace the grey and live in the grey, then we have to start by actually becoming more conscious and more aware of the way we use our language. So let's do an, I'll give you an example. Um, someone saying, when you ask them, oh, so how are you going? Oh, I'm actually, um, I've been really, really tired, but you know, I'm okay. So in saying that, they're separating, aren't they? They're separating, I've been really, really tired, but I'm okay. Now, unconsciously, what that's saying is it's not important that I've been really, really tired. So if it's not important, what's the point in saying it? Here's the thing. It is important. Both of those things are important. How does it sound different if you say, 
oh, actually, I've been really, really tired this week um, and I'm okay. That's acknowledging everything, isn't it? It's acknowledging that, yes, we get tired and that's okay to get tired. We're still okay. When we change it around and say, I'm tired, but I'm okay, we are unconsciously saying that it's not okay to be tired. Do you see how it divides it into good and bad, important and unimportant? When you know what, if you've, if you've been really tired, that's important. It's important to acknowledge that and um, be aware of what you can do to help yourself and self-care and all that good stuff. So start to notice it in the way that you speak. And when you're listening to other people, you know, when I first started learning about language, I got a lot of my um, case study <laughs> from TV. I'd watch TV shows and, or, you know, as I would watch TV shows or even just like the news and reality TV and interviews and whatever trash telly I was watching at the time. And I would start to notice things like the word but and see how that changes the narrative and what inkling it gives me into what might be going on under the surface or really going on. And so but is just one of the magical words that have so much more meaning than we give it credit for. So, yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about today. And what I thought I might do is in um, the next episode is break down some of the other magical um, language that I go over when I teach it. And for those of you who have heard it all before, because perhaps you've um, been to the Alley Show before, <laughs> um, can't, hurt, can't hurt to get a refresh, right? However, if this is your first time, this is exciting stuff. It's exciting to learn the structure of language. Because if you understand the structure, then what it does for your communication is it allows you to speak with a purpose. It allows you to be heard. And you know what? Actually, while I'm on about it, because and maybe this is a whole nother episode. When you start really getting into the structure of language and how you use it and what you actually mean when you speak, that's also when you start to realize how, how many mind games we play, how often we say things and expect other people to simply infer what we mean from it. And, you know, you think about this, think about a couple and, you know, um, one might say to the other one, you know, um, X, Y, Z. I don't know. I can't think of a, an example at the moment. And the other person sort of says, oh, you know what I meant. Well, obviously I don't. So what, why didn't you tell me what you mean from the beginning? You know, what's the reason that we hide behind not saying what we mean? Isn't that interesting, right? And it's completely selfish isn't it? We avoid saying what we really mean 
because we're scared of any sort of comeback or we're scared of being exposed or we're scared of being judged or we're scared of looking like the bad guy or or we're scared of being vulnerable. It's all fear-based. Even when someone's being like a bit of an asshole, and, you know, they'll do something like, oh, I'm sorry. And you might say, oh, well, I know you don't mean that. Go a step deeper. What's the reason that they don't mean it? What's the reason that they won't say what they really want to say? There's so much more honest communication that can happen if we find the courage within ourselves to actually say what we want to say. Can you imagine the different sorts of conversations that might happen? And yes, you know what? Some of it might fucking hurt. Understandably. However, personally... I would rather hear a harsh truth than a sugar-coated lie. At least a harsh truth, you know where you stand and you have data that you can do something with, can't you? You can change it, you can fix it, you can accept it and go, yeah, you know what, that's true. But at least you can do something with it. When someone's sugar-coating shit and not being truthful with you, how can you ever hope to improve that communication and that relationship with that person when they're not really being honest with you? And so I I want to put it out to you. Are you being honest, not only with other people as well? What's the way you talk to yourself? Do you bullshit yourself? I know I've bullshitted myself on many occasions. And when you bullshit yourself, what happens is you actually lose trust within yourself. So then when you actually say something and you mean it to yourself, you are less likely to achieve the thing that you said because unconsciously you don't trust yourself to finish what you started. You believe that you're a liar (laughs) and you can't be counted on. So then you don't finish what you start. Interesting thoughts, right? And maybe we can do a whole nother podcast on that. Anyway, I'll cut it off there. It's going a bit longer than I normally like to go. So I trust this was useful and helpful. And um, yeah, get in touch if you want some more information. I'll talk to you next time.